Welcome to Fate's Wide Wheel, a Quantum Leap podcast with Sam and Dennis. We are coming to you from our top secret headquarters at Project Quantum Leap, but you can find us online at fwwquantumleappod.com or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Fate's Wide Wheel. And please do us a favor by hitting the subscribe button on iTunes. I think that's one of the interesting things, too, about Quantum Leap is the way that that I, the, the time travel on Quantum Leap is purely fantasy, let's be honest. But that said, I do enjoy the fact that uh, you know, because he's displacing other people, you don't have to get, you don't have to deal with some of that, you know, the stickiness that's caused by like, what happens if you meet your past self or if, cause it's not necessarily like, um, you know, like back to the future where Marty mm-hmm. is literally physically, you know, everything about him is actually in 1955. Um, mm-hmm. and it's like, but he didn't exist in 1955. And and does that mean that all of a sudden there's something like there's now an aberration that there's extra in, weight in the world? Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, on that note, let's dive in. Hello, Hello everybody. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sam Dennis, and we're joined once again by our good friend Christopher Stewart. And, Ooh, or, uh, or Chris. Chris and I saw each other last night, yes. and, and he told me to stop calling him Christopher all the time. <laughs> Only my mom calls me Christopher, and it's when I'm being bad. So this week's episode, we're talking about. Animal Frat. We are indeed. Uh, yes. And uh, Animal Frat was directed by Gilbert Shilton, uh, written by Chris Rubenthal, aired January 3rd, 1990. Our leap date is October 19th, 1967. And Sam has left into Newt Wilton, also known as Wild Thing. Mm-hmm. We should give a special mention to Chris Rubenthal. Yeah. He also wrote Glitter Rock. Yes, he did. Which features the song... Fate's Wide Wheel. Yes, indeed. He also wrote that. He also wrote Good Morning Peoria. He wrote that. Uh, He also wrote the Halloween episode. Yes. (laughs) That episode, which will not be named. That episode, which will not be named. (laughs) Yeah, well, we should also give another shout-out to uh, Gilbert Shilton. Good for Shilton, because he directed Right Hand of God, Disco Inferno, and Americanization of Machiko. And two of those episodes, I don't really like. One of those episodes is very good, but I think that in some ways Disco Inferno almost gets left in the dust uh, with some of the other season two episodes we've had, because they've been truly great. And I think that, um, I'll just get it out there right now, Animal Frat is one of those episodes. I think it's fantastic. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite second season episodes. Um, and I don't think that there's any coincidence that, you know, Rupenthal wrote this and Good Morning Peoria for the second season, because they're two standouts. So, you know, kudos to him. Um, it's been a while since I've watched this episode. Yeah, I went back and rewatched it. I feel like it's night. it's one of those episodes that I'd I've seen a lot. What's TV Guide tell us? TV Guide says Sam Scott Bakula leaps into 1968 as the wildest bro on Fraternity Row. Oh my <laughs> God, how is that not my nickname? <laughs> yeah. But he has a purpose beyond guzzling brewskis. He must prevent an anti-war radical played by Stacey Edwards from making a fatal mistake by blowing up the chemistry building. And so we dive in. So he leaps into the middle of a frat party, and he's on the the receiving end of um, just getting a keg, just getting a keg poured on. Yeah, it's not even like a beer funnel or a beer bong, or it's not a keg stand. Uh, I'm done various types of binge drinking. Sorry, (laughs) Um, I have never had them pop open the keg and just throw it in my face like that. Just dump it right in your face. So that's some next level shit. They were doing it bigger in 1966 (laughs) than in 1998. Yeah. Uh, So speaking of the leap at the beginning of the episode, we should say a fond farewell to to Sam introducing the episodes himself. Yes. So this one started off with actually showing clips from Kamikaze Kamikaze Kid Kid. because that was the rerun from last week uh, going into, going into this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so we get, you know, the brief leaping around through time thing stuff that we normally get from Sam, but it will be the last time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk more about that on the next episode. So we get this opening scene. Louie Louie is, is playing. It is indeed. Uh, some guys up on the, the, I don't know, it was a fireplace or what it was, but they were, they were up on a very narrow ledge. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and, and thank goodness the song is actually there because in the region one DVDs, it was not there. It is replaced. And Matt Dale points out in his book that it's an incongruity because like the, the actors are clearly are mouthing Louie Louie, yeah. but, uh, 
don't know if we talked about this in an episode that you've guessed it on before, Chris, but when they put the Blu-rays out, seasons two through four, they wanted to put them out as cheaply as possible, so they didn't reobtain the music rights. Oh. So... That actually reminds yes. me of something. I got Married with Children. Oh, yeah. And instead of Frank's... Love and Marriage yeah. or something else, yeah. there's some... I don't even know what the fuck it is. And it threw me off. Oh, God, like yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So it's the same thing on this show. So unless a, a song is specifically referenced by a character or someone is singing along with it, for the DVD releases, they went through and they took out the original music and they put in public domain music. Luckily for the Blu-rays, they restored Thank God. those. Yes. So, so, yeah. So he's walking around. He is at a, a just a huge mess of a, of a frat party. It's a, it's a pretty good fucking party. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Indeed. Uh, I, I kind of err more towards the side of uh, of Sam the way I was when I was in college. So I did not attend these kind of parties. Really? When I was in college, I have, I've been to several of these kinds of parties before. <laughs> up until when the first guy uh, talks to Sam and is talking to him. And then pukes on him. <laughs> oh, yeah. That has actually happened. Well, we're introduced before. to CTF, some few other characters before that. We're introduced to Scooter. Yeah. We're introduced to Guna, played by Brian Haley. He stuck out at me because he was a stand-up comic that was kind of coming up at the same time as Drew Carey back in the early 90s. And they have a very similar look to each other. Absolutely. So much that a few years later, Brian Haley guested on an episode of the Drew Carey show as a Drew Carey look-alike. Wow. Wow. <laughs> And then, uh, so yeah, he meets uh, Guna and Scooter. And I never, I didn't get the name of the other character. Not Duck. No, 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 no. Hags. Hags. Is that his name? Okay. Yeah, who is Stuart Fratkin. The funny thing about Stuart Fratkin is, is I recognized him immediately, and I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, from Teen Wolf 2. Because he plays, (laughs) he plays the character of Styles. He did not originate that role in Teen Wolf 1. But he's, yeah, in Teen yes. Wolf 2. Which, another thing that's funny about Teen Wolf 2 is, is the movie was supposed to be like a direct sequel, same cast, everything, Michael J. Fox. And at the last minute, like, you know, Michael J. Fox is like, I'm not going to do No, that no, no. Movie. Actually, uh, I remember reading, it's, it's in one of Michael J. Fox's memoirs. Like, even at the time when he accepted the first Teen Wolf movie, he didn't know why he did it. Oh, because yeah. by that point, he was, he was, he was pretty well established with family ties. Sure, yeah. He, di- he didn't need it. And, and, like, even reading the script, he knew he knew how bad it was. Uh, and actually, Teen Wolf, the studio thought Teen Wolf was so bad, they were not going to release it. It sat on a shelf until after Back to the Future came oh. out, and Back to the Future was a huge hit. And they were like, oh. Let's make some money off this one. So then they released yeah. Teen Wolf. It was a uh, turd, but I love yeah. that turd. So much so in... <laughs> I, I'm a nerd. I know way too much Teen Wolf trivia. Uh, so much so that when they released Teen Wolf in Italy uh, for the subtitles and for the voiceover, they changed uh, Scott's name, because that was Michael J. Fox's character's name in Teen Wolf. They changed it to Marty. Oh, my god! To capitalize... On, wow. on the Back to the Future thing. Wow! Right. <laughs> to bring it back from Teen Wolf, back to point. Like, so, so no, no, no. So we have, uh, so we have this first scene here. I had totally forgotten that this first segment ends with the guy coming up and puking. Yeah. On Sam until he walks up. You got one of the. You you throw the best part. He's like, oh crap! Yeah, yeah. I remember how. And then. And the look of just disgust on Sam's face. Yeah. It's just like he's not. It's not even that he's mad. Mm. It's just literally like. This is the worst leap in I've ever had. You know, yeah. <laughs> I once thought I was getting shot with a shotgun, and I prefer that to this. this uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, so we go into the opening credits. Yes, and then we come out from the opening credits, and then he makes his way up to his bedroom, and this is when he. Well, on his way up, he sees that he is uh, at Meeks College, which is a fictional college somewhere in California. Yeah, yeah, they never really give us a. Uh, Is it yeah, in California? Mm-hmm. Uh, according to one of the, I think the Quantum Leap Wiki or one of the websites I was looking at, so yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, oh. Matt lists as, as, as California as well, but again, it's funny because it just says Meeks College, California, as opposed to like, you know, mm. Sacramento. They were, yeah, they were right there, yeah. yeah. Uh, makes his way into the room, gets a look at himself in the, in the mirror. He is a big... Yeah. There's a reason they call him Wild Thing. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. He, he, he looks, he fits the bill of being sort of the big... 
big dumb jock. Mm-hmm. Um, As Chris raises his hand. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, the um, um, the actor playing that particular role is Jeff Benson. Uh, so yeah, Newt is not alone in his bedroom. He has there. Well, a woman comes out from under the sheets. Please. Yes, which has happened to me before. And then another woman who comes out. has not had a So, yeah, Mayor anxious for him to finish what he has started. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, Sam he is not, not so himself. Yes, I have to go study, I think he says. Yeah. And, and, gets, and he gets Said out of there. no fraternity guy ever. <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting because I think we get, we, we get a peek into, uh, you know, who Sam was when he was in college, which is something that we never really have, have gotten before. We know he went to college young. We know he's got all these doctorates. Mm-hmm. Um, but to kind of start to hear a little bit about his experience and get a feel for who he was in college, I think it's sure. interesting. Uh, and it's also, you know, the, the sort of the, the Boy Scout side of Sam has been well established at this point. So it's not surprising that, you know, he would see these two half-clothed women in his bed and be like, uh, I gotta go, see you later, as opposed to like, wow, well, this is the best leap ever. Oh, for real? Um, <laughs> you know, so so that's that's um, nice little, little reinforcement of that aspect of his personality. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, he gets out of Dodge. Yeah. So after that, I think we, we pretty much cut to the next morning and then the, in chemistry class. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, his, his buddies are... Are uh, shooting water torpedoes. Yeah, at, yeah, and they're they're taking aim at uh, a number of things. A number of things. Yes, the protest table. Oh God, the 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 guy on the lawnmower. That, I, yeah, oh I love uh, it so hard. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. Well, no, that that that's a bit of of slapstick humor that you don't see a whole lot on Quantum Leap. Yeah. So it is, yeah. When when he was, when they were targeting like the protesters, I was like, ah, oh, that's a shitty thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 To but say when the they least. hit the lawnmower guy, dead on, I laughed really hard and I was like, oh my god, direct hit. And then I felt <laughs> terrible. <laughs> the poor guy just he, trying to make a yeah, living. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the other thing is, is you got to think to yourself, it's like, that was a guy's role. His whole job <laughs> on this episode <laughs> yes. was to get on that lawnmower, get hit in the face with a water balloon, and fall. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> After uh, he did a very fine job. He, he did a pretty, yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, so from this, uh, Al shows up almost right away. Uh, talk about, you know, this is when when the protesting is starting over the, the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. This is where we get it dropped that, uh, uh, does, does Sam say or Al say that, that Nude is actually an art major? Yeah, yeah, actually. Uh, sculpting. Yeah. sculpting, yeah. That's, that, right. that's just kind of like, what? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> just you know, like, uh... The, the only he's in it for the nude models, really. That's, okay, that's why and the, the only thing that I can think of is like that was his quote quote major, and he was actually on a football team or something, and that was you know like the, the sure. like the BS major that they had the football player sign up for. But we get the the mission pretty early on here. Al says that there's an eighty seven point six percent chance that he is here to help Elizabeth Spokane, which is one of the protesters down at the table that they've just water bombed. Um, They're going to put a bomb in the chemistry building. And when it blows up, there's somebody's going to be killed. Yeah, you know, there's going to be a student who wanders back in to, to get something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot to unpack uh, in this particular mission. And, and it gets it, it gets explored fairly well in the, you know, 40, 40-ish minutes that it's given. Uh, I think that the first thing that is, is interesting and of note is that the plot itself is loosely based on an incident that actually occurred um, on a campus, uh, uh, a bombing um, took place in Sterling Hall on the campus of the University of Wisconsin-Madison on August 24th, 1970. Um, four young people did it as a protest against the university's research connections with the military during the Vietnam War, and uh, the bombing did end up killing uh, a physics professor, a researcher, excuse me, uh, and injured three other people. Um, it, you know... This particular type of activism was not unheard of, uh, you know, during during the late '60s, uh, at, at the height of the, you know, anti-war sentiment against Vietnam. Um, and there are, are, you know, a lot of other films and television that cover similar things. Uh, Running on Empty is actually a great, great film with River Phoenix, uh, Martha Plimpton, um, Judd Hirsch, and, and 
basically River Phoenix's family has been on the run uh, for a number of years because his parents at one point committed a similar crime. Uh, and um, it's it's just a great flick, and his performance is incredible. But uh, but yeah, again, this is not something that is is necessarily um, an unknown quantity, if you will. You know mm-hmm. that that that, it, that that stuff like this did actually happen, um, and that there has been plenty of, of film, television, and books about similar similar subjects. So. Mm-hmm. My favorite being uh, Mother Simpson from uh, The Simpsons. Oh my God, that's right! I actually have a, a theory that I'm going to share with you guys later in this episode about this entire thing. But all right, all right, keep going. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, so so a couple of things to say real quick before we before we get to the next uh, bit as well. I wanted to say that um, honestly, we're like five minutes into the episode and it's already head and shoulders above. Portrait for Troy and yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah. how do you feel about Portrait for Troy? It, like, I mean, seriously, like already this episode, and, and part of it is it, it's interesting to see the contrast between the two because Troy was made for the first season, and it was when they were, you know, it was the show was a little campy in, in some of those episodes. It was very much like what genre can we can we duplicate for the for the you know the monster of the week or whatever, uh, and and. This episode is not that. Mm-hmm. You know, this episode, in spite of what I just said about the fact that there are, are, are you know, other media out there that have the similar storylines and whatnot, uh, this episode feels very rooted in, in reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and Al- I appreciate that. Yeah, along that note, something that, that, that I noted, like rewatching this episode again, is that uh, the relationship just between the, fat, the frat brothers. Like just like what they said, like with the water torpedoes mm-hmm. and them sitting in the back class in the scene in an upcoming scene, like their relationship just feels so lived yeah. in. Yeah, like like I could totally see like you spin these characters off in their own show. It lasts half season, but <laughs> <laughs> but I could I could see it like they seem like you know like kind of fleshed out characters for what little they have. To actually do yeah, in the episode. I completely agree with that. So yeah, so as Sam leaves, he's like, yeah, I'll get the notes after class, and they look at each other, notes. Notes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so he uh, goes down to apologize, and that's when we meet Duck. Yeah. Oh, that beret, that outfit. I want to note, this is in uh, Matt's book, the actor who plays Duck is Darren Dalton. Yeah. And for his audition, he was given the, the speech that he gives later on in the episode at, at the rally. And so for his audition, he just decided to barge into the audition room, give the speech, and barge right back out. Yeah. Nice. And, and afterwards, he was like, oh my god, what did I do? But he got the part. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll get to it later on. But he, oh, he has such a dick line later in the episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's two moments in particular where I feel like his performance just kind of rises above a little bit. And I'm like, good for you, man. Good for yeah. you. <laughs> uh, but this is where we are introduced to Elizabeth. Yes. And, and Sam just chips in and says, hey, you know, if you're serious about this, I want to help. And she's skeptical. Duck is skeptical. Yeah. Uh, Duck has the line, deceptively smart people need to be watched. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Um, yeah, it's great, too, because I feel like uh, the scene moment there with with Elizabeth is very well done. Um, And I think that, you know, she she does a a great job of being able to best Sam, basically, mm-hmm. at every turn. Like, Sam's struggling to figure out how he's going to find his way in. It, it's just, it's, it's handled really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both they both work well together. Uh, Stacey Edwards, who plays Elizabeth, um, yeah. you know, she's done, she's done a ton of stuff as well. And, yeah. you know, and it's also, now. yeah, and it's also refreshing to, because, like, so many episodes, it's like he's there to stop someone from getting killed, or he's here to do that. And so his approach to stopping him is not always the most subtle. Yeah. But this is like a different approach. Like, if I'm yeah. going to stop her from bombing it in a day, like, I need to, like, to start working with her and, mm-hmm. and basically, like, try to, try to get to know her to figure out, like, what her motivation is for doing this. Absolutely. So that, so that I can stop it. He's, yeah, he's clearly, he's clearly struggling and, and he's off kilter. And it, and it gives a real great sense, too, of his displacement, I think, because he's not only is he struggling to try to figure out how to, have a conversation with her. He's also struggling to figure out how to have a conversation with her as wild thing, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think that it's really interesting sometimes because in this episode in particular, there are some great moments where Sam tries to be the person that he's leapt into or tries to at least pretend maintain. Yeah. yeah, Maintain some sort of, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Whereas in other episodes, it's, it's, just it's Sam, you know, like, so help me. God is a great example. Fantastic freaking episode, but that's Sam. 
Yeah. There is no point yeah. when he's ever trying to be or pretend to be the guy that he's left into. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so this is interesting to see that. Uh-huh. Uh, so, from there, we jump back into class, uh, back into our lecture class. How convenient that Elizabeth and Newt have a class together. Right. Ah, and yes. all the frat brothers. Yeah. Hey, we got 45 minutes. We got to. Exactly. Yeah, we got to. <laughs> we got to. We got to keep this clipping along. Uh, the chemistry teacher just gives such an appropriately dry, bored, I oh. hate my life. Yeah. I'm not tenured yet. I hate performance. My life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those, like, I know nobody in this class is actually listening to me. Right. Or we're going to have someone about ready to, to start giving me a speech about how can you justify the chemistry department's part in the Vietnam War, exactly. which Elizabeth starts reading him the, the riot act. Yeah. Yes, she does. The uh, Elizabeth is played by the way. Stacey Edwards? Yes. She's Just one of those actors I feel like I've seen in everything looking at her IMDb page. Yes. She's had a lot of like one-shot guest roles in a lot of TV shows. Oh, yeah. But like I always like sure like she must have had her own TV show at, at, at some point or something because she looks so familiar. Well, she so this probably isn't it, uh, but she did indeed uh, have a, a leadish role. I mean, as, as much as a lead role as one has on a soap opera, I guess. Uh, she was on Santa Barbara for 219 episodes. That's probably wow. it. My um, my mom and my sisters they love their they love their soaps. Yeah. I Santa watched, Barbara was one of them. I, I watched a lot of those. She also did uh, um, 44 episodes, so about two seasons of Chicago Hope, um, which was the show that, that yes. CBS came up with at the same time that NBC came ER. up with ER. It was one of those things like ER Chicago Hope. I started watching Chicago Hope and sure that was the yeah. show that got killed. Which the truth of the matter is, like looking back on it, Chicago Hope was the far better show. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, it had uh, Mandy Patinkin. Yeah, and another actor who I can't think of. He went on Hector Elizondo. Uh, him. Yeah. I, there was um, another actor. Peter Berg. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I can start was... my I can start my own podcast of all of the TV shows that I had killed in the first two seasons <laughs> just by watching them. Oh man. Well, anyway, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. So that's she, why she looks she, familiar. Okay. Yeah, like, like I was saying earlier, I mean, she really is. She's great in this episode. So, so in this scene, uh, Sam steps up and, and and he starts to to help her out and uh, basically to say, uh, "Hey, have we thought about what did the South Vietnamese want?" Yeah, that's interesting because I I I would actually say that he doesn't help her out. Mm-hmm. He instead he decides to engage in the conversation, but he does it in a True. way that's a little yeah. contrary. To what she's, you know, it's, 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 I, I think it's kind of cool because he's adding perspective. He's adding another point of view to the conversation as opposed to being like, hey, teach, she's right. right. You're so smart. You know what I mean? Instead, it's just sort of like, well, actually, there's more to this than just that discussion. And I think we should examine the full thing. And, it, and it's one of those moments where you're just kind of like, oh, you and know, if you pull good for back. you, Chris Rupenthal. Imagine <laughs> you're like a person in the class and you're watching the star football player who's a super frag guy yeah. stand up and deliver a thought-provoking and prov- and profound uh, discussion point to uh, what the teacher was saying and what Elizabeth was saying. You'd be like, what the fucking world am I doing? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Yeah. That, you know, we, we talked about this before in previous episodes. Like, this would be like one of those moments where take Scott Bakula out for a moment. Yeah. Put that actor right. in and actually show the perspective of everybody else in class of the big dumb jock. Yeah. yeah. They were probably like, what the? Uh, right? What? Well, because it's, it's, you know, the thing is, it's like they're hearing wild things voice they're seeing they're wild things wild stand up there yeah. you know it's a it would be that would actually be really cool to to get those moments so from there we cut to outside sam yeah. running to catch up with elizabeth to, to have a further talk with her and and wow. he's and, and you know the interesting thing is is he starts to really kind of make a little bit of headway with her yeah but it gets undercut by scooter by scooter yeah. so it's either this <laughs> or the previous scene where where Sam and Al kind of come up with the idea that if, if she if Sam can get her to the luau, she won't be able to plant the bomb right. in the chemistry building, and the luau is the frat party that's coming up. Yes. Have we discussed Scooter being a pledge? No, we actually haven't. We haven't. But, yeah. but, you know, I, 
I guess we do find out. They mentioned he's a pledge. Yeah, yeah. Cause he, he brings the lobsters in. Oh, the the, lobster yeah, he's got the lobsters. Oh, and, and, and they mention the lobster sea. That is kind yeah, of funny. Yeah, and they clarify the the, the 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 one character clarifies like you know what's the lowest form of life? Yeah. A pledge. That's sir. right. Yes. <laughs> what is with that guy's accent, by the way? Like I know that's the thing. It's I'm like where at first I thought, oh, he's putting it on, and then it's like. No, no, like he talks like that. Yes. Where are you? Yeah. And the only thing, and we'll come back to this later because I noted in the frat there's a Confederate flag. Oh, I was going to bring dra- it up. draped over the back of a couch. There we uh, I totally missed that. Yeah, that's and the, why I asked it's like, if it was in California. I mean, like, I mean, because of things we've discussed on previous episodes, obviously those things jump out at me now. But I'll, like, they're sure. in California, and sometimes I think it, it was just like a, a a lazy thing on the part of the. Of the, of the set designers, like, oh, we got this Confederate flag hanging around. Let's just right. drape it over the back of this couch, you know. Or this, hang- is, this is left over from those other three episodes we yeah. used it in. So. I mean, it, it's hanging up on a wall uh, in Ohio in uh, Starcrossed. Right, right, right. Uh, did they, was that like a, would you they think that that was a college thing in the 60s and 70s? Did I don't you, know. Did, did but, people so the like, only thing I was like, maybe, maybe the, this one character with the southern accent, maybe he actually is from the south and, and that's where the Confederate flag, flag and, comes from. I, oh. Yeah, but the lobster scene. Let's just go back real quick. Yeah. That happens at the beginning. It is it is very charming and funny because he comes in and he comes up to Sam with the lobsters. And he's like, "What do you want me to do with the wild thing?" And Sam's just like, "What? Like I don't I have no idea why you have these lobsters. Like, why are you carrying a pair of lobsters around?" As someone who is the big brother of about eighty fellow recruits, mm-hmm. um, that is something that would likely happen. Oh boy, like, there have been ample times where I've been talking to a friend or uh, hung over from a party and a player just like, hey, Stewie, this, that's what they call me. Hey, Stewie, I got this thing that you needed. I need your signature for something. And I'd be like, what? Why are you bringing me a bucket of chicken at 8 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> because that's what drunk Stewie told them. That's, that's right. right. That's right. <laughs> that's, that would be exactly what he said. You told me to do this three hours ago and KFC just opened. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, it's you know it, it, it's a fascinating subject, and I, I, there's an article um, that I read in the Atlantic recently, and I think the Washington Post also did an article on the same subject. But um, there's a fraternity at Penn State where a student died, and and the gist of it being that um, you know he was fed some insane amount of drinks in a small amount of time, uh, like 15 shots in an hour or something like that, and he ended up. He ended up falling down some stairs, and so they just picked him up and put him on a couch, and they're like, he'll be fine. And at one point, he got up off the couch with a concussion and, you know, multiple bruises and wounds, and he walked to what he thought was the front door. It was not, and he fell down another flight of stairs, and at this point, he fractured his skull. He, I mean, it was a mess. They picked him up and put him back on the couch, even though he's, like, got blood running out of his, you know, his ears is like shaking is you know they put him back on the couch they left him there uh they would you know did their thing the next morning he was basically left there all day by the time they got back he's like ice cold he's still alive unfortunately he didn't make it they got him to the hospital he he, he didn't make it but um the other thing is it's like it was all on camera because the frat house is set up with cameras so the cops got the footage of all this stuff and you know, and the, and the worst part about it is, is that most of these guys got off scot free. Like nothing happened to them at all. That's terrible. And 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 the thing is, is that they shut the fraternity down, but but it just reopens under another name. It's like it's insane. And the, and like the national organization for the fraternities is sort of like, well, obviously we don't condone this behavior you know, and all this sort of stuff. And then they did, you know, they went a little deeper, and it turns out that a lot of these like national meetings and everything, they think of all these rules that they create like a joke and I'm sure sure that there are you know there are fine fraternities out there because this is not something that happens everywhere but uh, don't happen on ours yeah international meetings are strict and it's just to to hear stories like that you know and so to see the harmless fun they're having with Scooter which in this scene manifests itself as him having to wear his underwear and his outside outside his pants which which again Sam is like why are you doing this carrying a big thing of of, of meat hamburger yeah yeah. yeah, raw hamburger and of course Scooter's like you told me to (laughs) (laughs) which at that point is when when Elizabeth is like I'm out forget your Lou out well this is where Sam makes a pretty uh, halfway compelling argument for for the purpose of, of pledging 
a fraternity, like the, the initiation and that that whole yeah, taking it back to like caveman days, proving your manhood. Oh. Which I think that again, there's 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 a fun way to do it. There's a fun way to kind of just be like, what do you, you know? What, what are you willing to do? You know, you're going to wear your underwear on the outside. You, you're willing to do that? You know, right. you guys want a little glimpe into fraternity night? <laughs> we had to, all the players just had to get a signature from each one of the brothers uh-huh. uh, before you could fully pledge, right? But the brothers weren't giving up their signature. Oh, sure. Willingly, right? Yeah. I was one of the good ones, so they got mine by doing fun stuff. One of the guys, I made him do a 10-page report on Prince Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> a 10-page, fully fleshed out report, and I, I had to grade it, and it was great. Oh, but man. he remembers that shit to this day. Yeah. And every time I see him, I was like, you know who Vegeta is, right? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, definitely no now, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see stuff like that inside. That's hilarious. That's, but that's great, like 90% you know? of the stuff. Uh, luckily, you know, I, 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 not to take us too far off topic or anything, but luckily with this episode, the type of stuff that we see, you know, it's that, it's that sort of thing. It's fun. It's, you know, it's humorous. Um, and it's played for the humor of it. Uh, because now Scooter's there with his underwear on his outside and a carton of... Of raw hamburger meat <laughs> to distract the dog from stealing <laughs> bean stompers. Yeah, uh, Wilt Chamberlain signed basketball. basketball. Do we Which, remember why he why we were still in that? No, I, 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 it's very much it, it's it's the ten page report on the yeah, exactly. character. That's exactly, exactly what it is. Uh, and, and 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 here's a question: uh, no spoilers or anything. But later on, when they're like playing with a basketball. Are we to, meet, to to take that to be the dean's signed Wilt Chamberlain basketball? That's yeah, what I Cause, oh, yeah, okay, because they're because they're treating it pretty like like this is just a, a good old sure. yeah. yeah it's, I, I bought this at the dollar store, you know. And sure. It's and like nineteen sixty six. Wilt Chamberlain was like Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. So that was pretty valuable. I mean, it's not quite, but it's close. It's close enough to like in the Sandlot with the Babe Ruth ball. You oh know what God. I mean? Like, it's like you guys are just tossing this around like it's yeah. nothing. <laughs> But yeah, it, this ends up kind of being a turnoff for Elizabeth. So now all of a sudden she's like, you know what? Stuff your luau. Yeah. Well, it, it ends with, yeah, he, he makes the thing. I can't remember how exactly. But the scene ends with her going, but will we have evolved out of war? Mm-hmm. Dramatic music. <laughs> and then we go out into the, the next scene, which is the rally where Duck is giving the previously mentioned speech. Yes. Now, what, what, I mean, we haven't talked about Al at all this whole episode, mm-hmm. and, and, and I feel like this particular moment though, that happens uh, right before that is really nice because that's when... Um, oh, this is where they had this really nice... conversation about fun. Yeah. 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 This is the moment when he, when he says, you didn't have fun in the college. You were a right, yeah. nerd. Yeah. Um, because this is, again, we get the info. It's like, you were 16, you know, mm-hmm. in college. Of course you didn't do this type of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's, but it's and, and like and, and like Sam having this sad moment, like I, I don't know how to have fun. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's an interesting character moment I think for both of them uh, because because uh, Al has this sort of moment where he's like, dude. You were 16. You were the biggest nerd ever. You know, and it's like he's kind of having fun with him. Um, but there's also still that 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 quality that he exudes sometimes of I don't want to say paternal, mm-hmm. um, but hell, I will. Especially yeah. with, with what happens in the next episode, I do think it's fitting. Al sometimes exhibits a sort of paternal quality sure. when dealing with Sam, and I think that this is one of those moments where it's sort of like, yeah, I'm going to bust your chops a little bit because you're a big old nerd, but at the same time, it's like, hey, you know. Mm-hmm. You can have fun now, you know? <laughs> yeah. So we get to the uh, rally. Speaking of Al, this is a weird thing. This happens in the next episode that we're going to cover, too. Al sits down. Yeah, he does. And so unless he's bringing a chair into the imaging chamber with him... I've decided that in my head canon that the imaging chamber is kind of like the holodeck. So that... They can recreate something? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you know, matter is being sure. projected. I mean, <laughs> it's weird, because it seemed like by this season, like, they had figured out more of the logistics. Like, in the first season, like, he goes down some stairs. Yeah. In, in the first episode, he's having uh, air blown up on him in the back of the of the, of the, right, the, right. Of the airplane, and the one thing, it's like, air shouldn't be blowing his hair up, because he's not really there. there. Yeah. So it seemed like by this point in the second season, they should have figured that out. Yeah. Uh, 
but but him and Sam like sitting next to each other, him sitting right behind Sam and, and having this moment. It was still fun. although it's interesting too, not to jump ahead, but there is a moment later in the episode where Sam bumps into him. Oh yeah, and and it's a really interesting moment because. Mm-hmm. I would defy anyone to clearly, definitively say that Dean Stockwell mm. doesn't notice it, and it makes me also then wonder: like, is Al noticing it? You know, like, is it is, sure. it, is it is it just a case of like Dean Stockwell, the actor, noticed it right away and was like, "Well, they're not going to use this take, so it's no sure. big deal." And then they ended up putting it in the episode, or is it a case now because it's in the episode where it's just sort of like, oh shit. That happened. You yeah, know, like, that, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, then there is a moment, yeah, close to the end of the episode where, where Al is, like, standing up against the wall, and there are, like, some decorations, like some uh, lays or whatever, whatever you call them, like the, the flower petals sure, sure, uh, yeah. hanging off the wall. And if you look real closely, like, Dean Stockwell is brushing up against yeah. those... <laughs> those decorations. Yeah. But it's a TV show, and probably when they shot this, they didn't expect for it to be on home right. video years later. <laughs> and let's it's, face it. some nerd sitting around an episode doing a podcast, yeah, podcast. whatever the hell that it's is. like, what the fuck is a podcast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, but anyway. Anyway, yeah. So, so, the, so the rally, rally. Mm-hmm. I, I love this line. So, uh, so Duck is giving this speech. Taking uh, arms up against our government. Violence is the only language the bloated ruling class can still understand. And I love Al's line, leaning forward and Sam, a duck is a duck. Is a duck. Yeah. It's a duck. <laughs> it makes no sense. No. But I like it. Yeah. It made plenty of sense to me. Mm. Oh, <laughs> I just I just love Al. Oh, another thing that's interesting too is is uh uh the star badge has returned. Mm-hmm. Which I think is interesting. Yeah. Because we've not seen it not since uh, Genesis season, or, like, or yeah. Star Cross. Yeah. So it's, so like, it's like this like little like lighting up lighted up star badge that, that Al wears. Yeah. Um and and it, yeah, I, I don't know. We we don't really know what it signifies. If it signifies anything, you know, what I've always accepted as having been a geek who read all the novels. Yeah, and they mention it just in one episode, which is in Starcross. Is that before Project Starbright? Before Project Quantum Leap, yeah. Sam and Al met on Project Starbright. Yeah. So I've always assumed that that was the insignia of the Starbright project, and sometimes Al just wears it for old times' sake. So anyway, so it's uh, at the at this rally that. Sam meets Elizabeth again, and this is where he officially invites her to the Luau. He'll hand out flyers if she'll come to the Luau. Yeah, uh, I think the li- flowers for Luau, Luau for flowers. One of the things I wanted to say about this scene and even the prior scene when he's talking to her after the class, before Scooter sure. and after Scooter, is that Sam has started to figure out what he needs to do, and his use of like humor and intelligence breeds this really wonderful charm. Mm-hmm. Which let's face it, I mean Scott Bakula he's a charming actor. Sure. And like, you know, I mean that's one of the reasons why they cast the guy. But the but he it's like he's figured it out, you know. Mm-hmm. In that first scene when he first meets Elizabeth, he's completely out of his depth. He's like, I don't know how to talk to this girl. Mm-hmm. You know, but now he's kind of figured it out. And it's just really charming the way that he he blends the intelligence and the humor, um, and it's just really well done. I think that that's a testament to the writing, to the acting, and, uh, and, and I really like it. And I like the fact that it's like, oh yeah, that's how he's going to get her to the Lua. So from there, we get to the frat, and we walk in, we see uh, Guna, Brian Haley, <laughs> pranking, uh, doing a prank call saying that there's a bomb in the chemistry yep. building. Uh, not a blonde, a bomb! And we have this like comedic moment of like when Sam realizes what he's doing. Sam realizes this is going to be a problem later in the episode. Yeah, uh, he grabs the phone from Guna and hangs it up and like knocks but it he, off. But he hangs but it up with yeah. so, such force, like it comes down off the wall. He destroys it, the phone. Oh <laughs> yeah, and it falls on Guna, and he, which is and, awesome. And come up later. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and then there's this really there's this actually this moment too where they're studying for the test and they're they're asking like some complex math equation and Sam like solves it in his head like mm-hmm. that and they all look at it yeah, like, they're, yeah. they're all uh, like I'm uh, sorry uh, what yeah and, but well but I think it's uh, a hags or, or styles or whatever the hell we want to call him ends up saying like wild thing I think I, I love you, you. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like we're just gonna you know we don't need to study we're just gonna cheat off you, you. let's yeah. do something else and yeah. that's when the cherry bomb and that's when yeah when, when Sam says he can't cheat off like well we have to celebrate our, our failing 
and this is when they come up with the idea to, to cherry bomb them. So, uh, so it's in this when they're when they're sneaking in. This is when uh, Sam asks Alec, "Did I do this when mm-hmm. I was in college?" And this is when Al drops. Like, he said you were line, you, yeah. you were sixteen years. Okay, so real quick, I have to I have to tell a story about my grandfather and I when we watched this episode, and this probably would have been, you know, like the second or third time I saw the episode like 96, 97, somewhere through there. I remember watching this episode with my grandfather, and my grandfather went on and on about how they could never get the cherry bombs to work so that they, what they would start to do is take tubes of toothpaste and stick them under the girls' dorm room doors with the cap off and then stomp on them so it would squirt a stream of toothpaste across the dorm room floor. And that was like their prank. And 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 so I've not only has that embedded itself in my brain, but it is linked to forever with this particular episode because yes. that's when my grandfather told me the story. Oh wow. <laughs> As many pranks as I've pulled, I have never thought of that. Yeah. I'm pissed off. <laughs> My favorite college prank that I read about was, but while this one guy was gone for the weekend, they filled his dorm room up with as much printer paper scraps as possible. <laughs> and then they took the molding off from around the door. They took whatever, the, like the banister, they took the doorstep up put up drywall, painted over the drywall, no. put boarding along the bottom. So when he came back from the weekend, his dorm room was gone. Oh. <laughs> it just had the appearance of his dorm room being gone. And the filling the paper up was so that when he knocked on the door, like you didn't get that. It wouldn't be like an echo. You yeah. didn't get the hollow sound, oh but God. you actually got like solid wall. That is Perfect. Wow, that's that takes some doing. Like that, that is, is, yeah. Wow, that's commitment right there. Just, I would love to be there just for his reaction, right? So that when he goes around the corner and he looks, yeah, oh he's like, gosh. to add insult, to, to add insult to injury, they took a lamp out of his room and put it four feet down from the door. Oh my! God. So that when he started hammering, chiseling his way back into his room. He was hitting the wrong spot. <laughs> so they, uh, so they, they set off the cherry bombs on yeah. the toilet and they flush. Which is great though, because Al is the one that directs them on the how idea. to do yeah. it. Because initially they're going to just like use cigarettes and throw them in, and Al's like, "That'll never work." And you know, the cigarettes will will, will uh, get snuffed out by the toilet water. And mm. and what you need to do is you need to create a longer fuse. And so Sam basically orchestrates the whole thing. They get the longer fuse, using fuse from the other cherry bombs, throw them in there. Boom, blows up. All the women start coming out of the dorm rooms. Yeah. Everybody's making their escape. It, it is of note. This is one of the rare times in the series where we get weird sound effects. As the frat guys are bumping into each other, running out of the bathroom, you actually get boom, yeah, boom, <laughs> sound effects. Yeah, yeah. And this is also the moment that we were talking about earlier where Sam bumps into Al. Uh, and you can tell, you know, Al is literally getting bumped into. Yeah. Uh, but as they're all escaping, everybody's getting out, everybody's getting out. Of course, Sam is the last one to get on the ladder. And Al is, like, standing there directing traffic, like, go, sure, go, yeah, go, yeah. go, go. Sam gets on the ladder. Elizabeth pops out, sees him. Conveniently, it's her dorm. Yeah. And as, you know, and as she sees him, like, there's a sort of look on her face where it's just sort of like, are you kidding me? Like, I this is not uh, whatever, and then of course in the comedic moment, you yeah. know, Sam is on the ladder and it falls backwards, and he and yeah. he falls, and then so we go from the most comedic scene in the episode, yeah, probably the most dramatic scene in the Absolutely. episode here. Uh, so it's at the library the next day. He tries to talk to her. She's mad for the prank that happened the night before. Chases her into the book stacks. Uh, this is where he surprises her in the conversation that they're having. He references the Montagues and the Capulets from right. Romeo and Juliet. So it's yet another moment of like, wait, what? No, Romeo and Juliet. Newt Wilton is smart, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Who am I talking to? Elizabeth starts repeating Duck's talking points, and then Duck shows up. Yes, yeah. Duck. Duck shows up, and Duck starts to, you know, basically, you know, just lay into Sam, and 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 um, is is convinced that he's up to no good here, and just trying to get into Elizabeth pants. Yeah, and is not, you know, has no pure intentions. And, yeah. Um, but this is where like Sam brings Duck, up the good point. Like you think twenty people at a rally is is something. Like you need. Yeah. You need, you need yeah, thousands of people. Thousands. You need television. Yeah. You, you need, need television. television. You need publicity. Yeah. You need all of that. 
Yeah, and um, and then of course this is also the moment when uh, Elizabeth basically looks at him and says, "You don't care. You don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, and that's when Sam gets very upset. And well, yeah, he presses he actually duck he, up against. He, no, he grabs Elizabeth. Actually, he grabs. Oh, her, that's right. Yeah, and that's yeah. When, yeah that was uh, a moment. I was like, Sam, Sam. And that, well, Sam. but here's the thing. I, I, here's I know. the thing. Yeah. you know, it's it, 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 like I'm not. I'm not trying to say it's right uh, or anything like that. But I will say that there's that. And we're not so far removed from it. I mean, God, the episode's almost 30 years old. But uh, let's face it. You know, you go back and you look at old movies. Oh, God, yeah. The, the, stuff like this, this happens all like, the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you got you got James Cagney paintbrushing women in films, mm-hmm. you know, because they say something smart or whatever. So, so on one hand, like, I'm not endorsing it at all, but I'm just trying to... I think one of the things we continue to do with this podcast is try to not only put things in the context of today, sure. but also look at them in the context of their time. Sure. And so I think in a TV show being shot in 1990, 1989 actually, it, it makes sense that he would like kind of grab her and be like, For wait sure. a minute. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's when Duck you know, goes to grab him, and that's when he throws Duck up against the stacks, and he's like, my brother died in Vietnam, don't you tell me that I don't care. And that's like... And that's when he starts to walk away, and that's when Duck throws a line... Uh, maybe you should have cared more before he left. Oh! And Sam stops, and it's like, Sam is going to kick his ass. Like, the look on Sam's face, he stops, and he gets ready to turn around, and at that point, like, Elizabeth kind of plays Peacemaker, and she goes up to him, and she's like, I didn't know. And Sam is still, like, He's still pissed. Like, sure, there. He's not. He's he's not just like, oh, it's okay. I'm here. Yeah. To do my mission. I mean, like, he's still upset. Yeah. And that's always the thing. It calls into the question. I'm just now like thinking about it. Like with Sam's memory getting Swiss cheesed every episode. Like, is this something like he's known the entire episode, or is this something that he just re remembers in the moment? You know, that's a really good question because I feel like maybe if it was something that he'd known the entire episode, it would have been something that maybe would have been played on a little bit before. Uh-huh. So I wonder if maybe, yeah, maybe he, it, it does get drummed up. I don't know. I don't know. It could just also be that the writers, you know, took it and said, well, he's known since Disco Inferno, so he just always knows. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost prefer what you just said, though. Yeah. I feel like... Uh, it's a very explosive they, yeah, moment. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they never clarify in the TV series, but in the novel series, they do clarify that he does forget details about his life from... Leap to Leap. From Leap to Leap. Yeah, yeah. Um... One of my favorite moments of the episode happens right now, mm. and that's when Elizabeth, you know, again, trying to make peace and everything, because she didn't know that he had a brother that died in Vietnam, and she feels very bad about all that, and she, she just looks at him, and she's like, so what do people wear to luau's? <laughs> and Sam, like, Scott Bakula, it's so perfect. He he doesn't give in right away. Like, he doesn't let her off the hook right away. Like, mm. he's still kind of upset. And she says that, and he's still kind of hanging on to it, and then he kind of is like, okay. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of lets that smile go, and it's just a really, really nice moment. Mm-hmm. And I just I just love that, it, you know, it happens all in, yeah. in Scott's face. You know? you know where you didn't see moments like this? Por- Portrait for Troy. <laughs> <laughs> oh! He's still throwing shots! Uh, so anyway, so no, now we are. Uh, so wait, wait, now, before when I got on, a mullet, before we go on, I want to yeah. say that that moment was the exact moment that Elizabeth fell in love with Wild Thing. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, my theory is taken shape and form that I will go through okay. later. Okay, okay, All right. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so now we're at the Luau, and and this is where we we learn kind of a, a chicken and the egg thing. Uh, the cherry bombs in the toilet are what gave Elizabeth the yeah. idea to bomb the chemistry building. Yeah, damn. Did, did they cherry bomb the, the did they cherry bomb the girls' dorm in the original history, or was that like a butterfly effect thing that Sam caused by by solving the math, math problem? Yeah, right. yeah. I know it's it, it yeah. Is. It is very interesting. It's an int- yeah because it, it does kind of create almost a paradox in a way. It's like mm-hmm. if Sam doesn't leap in and doesn't give the you know the the the, the um, solution to the problem, sure, and they don't decide to cherry bomb the girls' dorm room, and she doesn't get the idea to bomb the yeah. you know it's like it's like sure. ah, what huh yeah or maybe uh, in this version of the universe she comes up with the idea, whereas in the previous Ooh. Duck comes up with the idea. Nice, I like that. Yeah. That's true because Duck, when he's giving his speeches, talking about you know. Yeah. You got to take it to the man. That's Bombing. that. Yeah, that's that is interesting. But so anyway, yeah. so yeah, so they planted a bomb. There's a timer on the bomb. 
Um, and she doesn't think it's a problem because there's nobody going to be there. And yeah. Sam knows from what Al said, yeah, there is someone in the building. He tries to call and report it. First off, he misidentifies himself as Sam. Well, but, well, <laughs> but even before that, he tries to go for the phone oh, that he destroyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So on the other phone, yeah. they think it's a prank. They hang up. Yep. And then... Scooter is going to be the one killed in the explosion because they sent him because there to get something. They get the notes. They yeah, of course, the answers. Yeah, the answers. But then it turns out it's not Scooter because by this point Elizabeth and Sam have already run off. And this is a weird moment. Matt points it out in his book where Al like is like shouting after Sam like you don't have to go there. There's no one in the building. Instead of just centering, <laughs> yeah, instead of just centering in on him, I right? felt the same thing. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, Al, he's, he's, he's worked up. He's mm-hmm. just not thinking straight. Sure. One yeah. thing I want to mention real quick, going back to the luau, though, and, 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 and it comes back to this, too, after the, the uh, what we're getting into at the climax here, but there's just a really interesting contrast between Sam having fun and Sam being serious and trying to accomplish his mission. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like at the luau, the very beginning, we get a great sense of, like, oh, this is Sam having fun. Like, mm-hmm. he feels like... I did it. I don't have to worry about it sure. anymore. I can yeah. have fun. We can have a couple of drinks. Yeah. You know, it's like let's go somewhere quiet and talk. And then you know, and then it's like the heaviness hits, and it's like oh shit, I have to do that. And 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 immediately, like the just the the furor that he runs to that phone with, and the you know, and, mm-hmm. and how upset he is when they don't believe him, and you know, and everything. And then yeah, of course he's going to just grab her hand and run towards the you know the bomb, mm-hmm. right? Because that's that's he's got to finish. He's got to complete the mission. Make sure yeah, nobody he's dies. A goddamn hero. He is. He is indeed. Sam yeah. Beckett is a hero. But luckily, you know, like Sam and Elizabeth get there. Yeah. Uh, now we see before they do that Duck is there as well. They don't know that Duck is still that's right. there. Yeah. Uh, but they find the bomb. And immediately, Al is like, you have to cut the, the blue wire, the green yeah. wire, the red wire, the orange wire, you know. Yeah. Uh, there, there are a lot of incongruities like as far as like timing and seconds or whatever, but yeah. it, it's a TV show whatever. Right, right. right. Uh, so, the, But the tension is played so well throughout this whole scene. Yes, it is. And, and so Sam goes in, he gets something to cut the wires with, they cut the wires, they stop the bomb, they embrace, everything's wonderful, and all of a sudden Al... Keeps uh, counting down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four thirty-seven. Four thirty-one. At this point, what? I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a second bomb, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. And again, the tension is just played so well. Mm. Um, so that's when Duck produces himself. Yes. He produces himself. He produces, yeah, pro- yeah. Before he does that, doesn't Al say he must not have trusted Elizabeth? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he planted his own bomb. That yeah. motherfucker. Which, which, you know what, though, Chris? Actually, it's great that you bring that up because that kind of plays right back into what you mentioned earlier about the idea that beforehand it was just Duck's idea, but then it was also Elizabeth's idea. So it almost makes sense that, like, in the original timeline, I wonder if the change isn't that there was a bomb, if the change is that there were two bombs. Like, originally, ah. there was just the one. Sure. But because of the influence on Elizabeth, yeah, that's, I like it. I like it, man. That's why we have you on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, second bomb, uh, 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 Duck produces himself. Yes. So Sam basically like, like you're not leaving. Like we're, we're all going to die unless you tell me where the second bomb is. I love while this is going on, Sam says the line, that's why they called me the wild thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The guys show up because they've chased them from the, from the fraternity party. By the way, the guys are reminiscent of the three stooges. Did you guys oh, get that? Oh, yeah. They even yeah. they even have some of the mannerisms every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. They're doing some of the bits. Absolutely. Uh, so Al makes a reference to knock off the John Wayne stuff. It jumped out at me because, like this, we're also covering Another Mother today. Where he gets, uh, yeah. Like, there are two John Wayne references to episodes right in a row. In a row. Yeah. Uh, the bomb is on the back of the oxygen tank. Duck finally, you know, says where it's at. They have to get rid of it really quickly. Yeah. Guess well, who comes he, in? Yeah. fucking... But oh. one other thing that I will say is we get a pretty, like, brutal fight between Duck mm. and Sam. And it's not even really a fight because, like, Duck doesn't land any blows. Yeah. It's, it's just Sam pushing Duck around <laughs> and just saying, no, we're not leaving. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, and, yeah, and basically, like, threatening Duck to the point of, like, we're all going to die uh, yeah. if you don't say something. Duck, when he does, the thing is, is Duck admits where it is. And gets up and runs out of the building. Oh, oh I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah, he he runs out. Yeah, that a duck is a duck. Is a duck. Is a duck. Quack quack. Um, yeah, but then yeah, the three Stooges the show three up Stooges to save the day, and they save the, the day. day. Oh, that thing, like they get a that that bomb should have gone off like in the window cell, well, like right in the opening. 
Like, it was that close. It was TV. Anyway. But no, you're right. But it's, yeah, yeah, it's a light show, and then everybody else ducks except for Guna, who looks at Bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and in wild. And even the three stooges, like, you don't want them to die. No, of course so not. So they're just there because, you know, they want to party. In fact, I think they're so drunk or so high or just so stupid that they don't realize the danger that they're in. Oh, God, they have no idea. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. No way. I mean, that's one of the things that Guna's bitching thing is. It's just sort of like... like even even is, after the bomb goes off, yeah. he's like, they're they're cool. going to wake up the next morning. Yeah. And go, oh, <laughs> shit. We oh, we... Oh, yes. Oh, uh, so, so, yeah, the wild thing, they're back at the luau... Uh, Sam is, 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 you know, there's that curiosity, like, why hasn't he left yet? But he's, yeah. he gets dressed up as the tiki guy. Well, even before then, he, he plays, like, armchair, armchair psychiatrist and kind of suggests that maybe oh, right. all yes, of Elizabeth's right. motivation is about trying to get her parents' attention. But they drop little seeds of that throughout the episode. I don't like that, actually. I mean, I don't I know, yeah, it. I, like, it was like, I don't, it, it seemed, uh, it seemed like a shoehorned in thing, and it seemed like it, it kind of undercut the, the yes. strength of Elizabeth's literally character. Took the words right out of and it was just yeah. like, oh, it's not really her about being against the war, it's her about trying to get mommy's and daddy's yeah. attention. And I can justify it a little bit because what we learn about Sam, like later on in the series, like maybe he was projecting some of his own baggage sure. on her. But yeah, it kind of yeah. undercut the strength of the character for me. Uh, it did. Like I, here's the thing. I just I I don't believe, and this is the reason why it didn't end up bothering me, even though I didn't necessarily like it. I don't believe for a second that that was the impetus behind Elizabeth deciding to take her stance and be a part of the movement. I I, I do think that perhaps there's truth to her wanting to be noticed by her parents. Who doesn't? But I don't think that yeah. she's doing this to get noticed. Yeah. So I kind of was like, yeah, I'll split the difference, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it is, but it's still even said it's still a nice scene between the two sure. of them. Yeah, you know, it's not like it's yeah. not like I'm saying like, oh well, they really screwed the pooch on that. Yeah. But it turns out, like you noted before, this is one of the first times where Al shows up and, and says everything that's going to happen. Yeah, and it turns out, yeah, Elizabeth is going to reconcile with her parents or do whatever, and then she's going to be a, a major help on the stopping to, to end the war. Yeah. Uh, so then the guys come and grab him off. They get him ready. He's got a he's got yeah. he's got to jump in the pool. And Ziggy says, uh, or Al says, Ziggy says he's got to jump in the pool. In the original history, Wild Thing broke his neck, which doesn't make sense because because he's only like a few feet off the ground. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, so Sam improvises this beautiful speech. Yes. Uh, death of a thousand limbo. But is he improvising it? Because and the reason why I asked that is because there's one point where Al is basically like, no, no, that's not right. Like I'm almost yeah, wondering, yeah, yeah. Death of a thousand limbos, like, bimbos. In the time, bimbos. right? In the time between like Sam getting into costume and makeup, like was Al coaching him? And like, oh yeah, this, you is, know, the, yeah, this, this is, is, is the speech that you have to give, you know? And because now he's he's messing it up, and Al's just like. But then there's also a moment as as he finishes the speech and everybody, even Elizabeth, is just sort of like finding a kind She's of like, all right, sure, like, yeah. all right, fine. He's a frat guy, but whatever. Um, there's this moment that happens that reminds me of Disco Inferno in a way, and the reason why I say that is because in Disco Inferno, the question is: is how the hell didn't he know he was on a movie set when he leaps in? Sure, he's disoriented, whatever. How the hell does Sam not know he's hooked up to a rigging system to carry him yeah, up? Like, yeah, because that's, that's, like, that's like a harness yeah. that they got to put around. Yeah, but but they lift him up. He's like he's like he's probably a good fifteen feet in the air. Sure. So uh, if it was pro wrestling, he'd be thirty feet in the air. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's like fifteen feet up, and uh, and now you realize it's like well, no wonder Wild Thing broke his neck. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like a three foot pool of water, and yeah. he's. Diving from 15 yeah. foot up. In the original history, Wild Thing missed the pool entirely. And you got to figure, probably in the original history, Wild Thing was drunk. Oh, drunk. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's that's how you missed the pool. Here's an, here's an interesting thought. If the luau and the bombing took place at the same time the same night, in the original history... Wouldn't they have all known that the bomb went off? Did they just keep going on with their luau in spite of the fact that the bomb went off? That did bug me, but rationalizing it now, like, everything got pushed back because they right. had to go to the chemistry building. Too, so it's yeah. very possible that the jumping into the pool happened before the bomb went off. Yeah, I can even take it one further. Uh, nobody noticed that a fucking bomb went off? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You're right, because it's A bomb still, went off. A yeah, bomb a, bomb, still went a off. bomb did go off. So and nobody was, like, looking for the loud sound. Maybe they're, we should check with this party, see what's going on. And they just, shut down. yeah, they just made their way back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Hey. No one, no one got hurt. All 40, right. Yeah. 40, <laughs> Forty-two minutes of TV. Exactly. Yeah. So Al says, if you want to leap, you got to leap. Yep. He jumps into the pool. Before uh, attempting to jump in the pool the first time, his chant is TKB is the life for me. Yeah. He makes the leap. And he doesn't break his neck. Well, the funny thing is, too, is like one of the things that I couldn't help but think about when he pops up out of the water is how well his makeup and costume stayed in place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he comes up and almost immediately leap out. Yeah. TKB um, is the life for me. Yep. TKB is the life for, for me. me. Then I, I think, like him. Oh, yeah. Uh, Al says aloha. Yeah. Sam. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he yeah. turned around and waves goodbye and he leaves. Um, which, a quick digression, it's interesting to think what happens for Al when he's present when Sam leaves out. You know, that, that's you really know? interesting because earlier in the episode, they're they're having a conversation where Al basically says, hey, you do the thing that you need to do, and then you... And he and like basically he, he imitates the, the leaping effect. But there's a moment in a later episode where Sam specifically asks him what does it look like when I leap? Yeah. And Al says, I don't know. When you leap, I go back into the imaging chamber. Which makes sense. Which always made me assume, like, he... There are other references, like, throughout the series where Al can see, like, the, the leaping effect yeah. that we see. But later on, Al says this thing in another episode where it just, like, as soon as, like, Al leaps, like, basically, like, the hologram just boom, disappears yeah. and he's just standing in a blue room. Right, right, right. Which, let's just take a quick moment... And it's taken us 20 episodes to get here. Let's just take a quick moment to appreciate the sound effect. And, I I mean, just the entire leap out effect. Not just the sound, but the... I mean, it really is perfect. Uh Yes, it is. It's just perfect. And it's so easy to recreate now in editing systems. Oh, yeah. A lot of people do it all the time for for various things. So I was going to save this story for when we got to the uh, season three premiere episode. But uh, when I was in high school, um, freshman in high school, I, I... attempted basically to shoot an episode of Quantum Leap uh, <laughs> in class uh, yeah. and um, we we were using one of the existing scripts I had just transcribed it from watching the episode and um, I discovered one day messing around with the camera and you got this is like 1995 96 sure. yeah uh, I point I was pointing the camera at the TV that the camera was hooked up to. So in other words, with the camera, whenever I moved the camera, we saw it on the TV. So when I turned the feedback from the camera being pointed at the TV screen that it was hooked up to, basically, I mean, again, for a 15-year-old kid who was trying to shoot an episode, it mimicked the the leap out effect enough where I was like, well, we got that anyway. (laughs) Um, But so yeah, so uh, he leaps out and uh, he's standing in a kitchen. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's kids fighting, and then all of a sudden there's this little girl tugging on him. Mommy. 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 And that's when Sam's like, I'm a mommy. Mm. (laughs) Uh, And there we have it. Um, Quick note, just uh, to whet everyone's appetite, uh, I will say that it's... We just talked about her in the last episode when we were talking about Portrait for Troyan, because her name is Troyan, but that little girl who's Mm. tugging on Sam... Is Troy and Belisario, oh. the daughter of Deborah Pratt and Donald Belisario? Mm-hmm. Um, we we did not mention fully, and we'll definitely talk about it a little bit more in the next episode. But she's had quite the career, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so there we have it. There's Animal Frat. You guys ready for my? Uh, yes, I am yeah. so ready for this. All right. So Elizabeth is Homer Simpson's mom, Mona Simpson. Oh my God. And. Um, Wild Thing is Abe Simpson. Right? Wow. So, in an alternate universe, she goes on with the bombing. She goes into hiding. Yep. Le- they, uh, Wild Thing and Elizabeth have a child. Yeah. Ends up being Homer Simpson. Absolutely. She has to go on a run. He's disgruntled because she took him from his wild party and football lifestyle yeah. to raise... Young Homer Simpson. I, 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 I actually, I love it. Yeah. And the rest is so, yeah. So, Sam saves Homer from not knowing his mom his entire life. That's, that's incredible. 
I would. That is my. Thing. I got to be honest with you. I don't think it's ever happened, but I would love a quantum leap like cameo crossover, whatever, into The Simpsons. It would be hilarious. I know Family Guy did it a couple times. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Well, so so real quick, just so everyone's listening is on the same page. Yeah, in, in The Simpsons, Mona Simpson is Homer's mother, and Mona has been on the run from the law because she sabotaged. Mr. Burns' biological That's warfare right. laboratory. So very similar to kind of like what we're talking about with Elizabeth. So I totally get where you're coming from. I think it's hilarious. Well, there you have it. But yeah. Chris's the theory. Th- he is tied together Quantum Leap and The Simpsons. Two of my favorite things, really. Uh, so I will say Animal Frat it gets gets a big thumbs up from me. I, I really like the episode a lot. Um, I, I love... I just love so much about Sam feeling like a fish out of water early on in the episode, having to find his way into, you know, who, not only who Newt is, uh, which can be disregarded somewhat, obviously, because Sam beefs up his intelligence, so to speak, (laughs) um, but figuring out how to connect with Elizabeth. Mm. Um, She's in for a rude awakening when Wild Thing returns. Well, yeah, ain't that the truth? (laughs) Before we go, Dennis, you probably have a better list than I do, but uh, obviously Russell, uh, Rosen... um, uh, Um, Most of them commented on another mother. They did. I did notice that. But just in general, like, thank you guys so much for your comments. And uh, for another mother in particular, we're really looking forward to... uh, to addressing some of what was said, because uh, you guys actually expressed some things I think that Dennis and I have already expressed to one another. We, we, we you know, honestly, just a, a little look behind the scenes. Um, we don't often talk to one another a whole lot about the episodes before we do the podcast. Uh, this past week has been a little different. We've exchanged some texts and, and things and, sure. and chatted a little bit, uh, you know, vaguely, because we like to try to save it for the podcast. But um, I think your guys' engagement has even caused us to engage in oh, a way that we yeah. weren't doing before. So we really appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, it gives us an idea of like what we want to, what we need to come in and talk about. Yeah. It's, it's, it's important to people who are listening to the podcast. And Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. Otherwise, we're just three guys in a microphone, so <laughs> shouting into the void. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Anybody got anything else for Animal Frat? No. I'm it was good. good. We liked I'm it. Great. All right. I loved it, man. Reminded me of the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> and there ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, All right. Now I'm old, but I think Yeah, You're not old. You're not old, man. Shit, dude, I feel old. On that note, we got to leave. We'll leave out of here. So All we're right. going to leave. See you next time. Bye bye. And remember to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you may be listening. Until next time.